Hello and welcome to Ashland Podcast. This is Andre, Lisa, and Ian. Hello. Hello, hello. Well, we're coming to you from a weird time in history. And it is very tempting um, for all of us to speak on what's going on in the streets across uh, our nation and across the world. I guess they're going to be wilding out in Copenhagen soon. It's that bad. Um, but we're not going to do that. Uh, we're kind of going to provide a little bit of escape from that. Um, you're getting enough of that on Twitter and all the major news outlets, uh, Facebook, and any social media. So we're going we're gonna to talk about Breaking Bad, but we are going to talk a little bit about our feelings about where we are right now. We're in the middle of a pandemic, uh, and after the blatant murder of George Floyd uh, by Derek Chauvin, uh, Tiao To, and I don't know the other two dudes' names, this is what sparked um, the unrest in this country led by a white supremacist um, agenda in the White House, you know, MAGA cops and all that shit. That, that's where we are, and we're doing this in the middle of a pandemic. I don't know what's going to happen in the next two or three weeks. Are we going to spike? Anyway, it's a big shit sandwich, um, but it's been a long time coming. So what are you guys thinking? Where are you guys in all of this? Um, Honestly, kind of at a loss uh, for what to do. I've been um, scouring the internet for for ways that I can help. Um, yeah, I've, I, I mean, like, I don't want to say too much on it because I, I want to, you know, give up my seat at the table to someone else who's more qualified to talk about it um i did just quickly want to plug this website um that i found it's called blacklivesmatter.carrd.co um and if you go to that website it's um basically amassed all of the links and information that you need um that in case you wanted to help out um, and you should help out. You can sign petitions. You can text or call um, mayors and governors in Minneapolis. Uh, you can donate. You can um, find numbers for um, if you if you've been unlawfully arrested or if you know someone who's been unlawfully arrested. There's numbers that you can call to help them out. Um, again, that's BlackLivesMatter.carrd.co. Um, and yeah, I think that's it's a very helpful resource. And also donating to your local food banks if you can drop things off um, at your local food banks. We were already in an upside-down situation before this happened. People were going without food. A lot of compromised uh, situations, underserved neighborhoods everywhere. So, yeah, while they're out there, you know, I'm too old to be throwing bottles in the streets. <laughs> Bottle throwing days are <laughs> over. I almost blew out my knee just standing in my garden garden weeding yesterday. Yeah, just trying uh, to pull some weeds. But if I was in my 20s, I'd be out there with y'all. Uh, so we can do what we can do on this side of it. And I agree with uh, Andre giving up our seat at the table, uh, but not not really, but not leaving the room. You yeah. know, not leaving the room and being there and, and, and not even just going beyond the word ally and not even and going beyond the word anti-racist, but being... Um, Anti being complicit along with our black brothers and sisters and others in the streets. Ian, what is your take on this? Where are you with it? You know, I'm. Um, I, it, I, I'm, I'm very. There's a, there's a lot of conflict inside. Um, not conflict in as far as like I, I'm torn apart as how I believe. Um, it's just it it just tears me apart watching what's going on. Um. And I think that that people really 
uh, this anger that is that's coming up. I, I, you know, it's something that's it, people are trying to shove it back down, and I think it, it, it's it's just exploding, and it it it's deserved. It has a right to be there. Um, we all feel it, and um, I think we're all trying to look f for words to describe how we feel and to communicate it. And I'm still working on that. Um, but I do agree. I, I don't want to leave the room. I want to be part of this solution because this, you know, we, we, we can't just keep doing this again and again and again. Um, we got to break the system so we, we can rebuild it. Exactly. It needs to be rebuilt in the favor of all of the constituents of the United States, not just for white people, not just for the elite, just not for the privileged. Uh, that's what all of this anger is. And if you don't understand it, there's lots of resources out there. Um, and again, you you can talk about focus on the looting, but a lot of that's being perpetrated by um, the whites, yeah, the MAGA whites. So you need to go look into your own community if you want to start throwing blame and pointing fingers. And and you know, just this one last thing. You know, there's a little bit of a sort of a, like a sunken feeling because this is not a, a new tactic. This is again, this is what has been happening. You know, this is systemic problem, mm -hmm. and and it it has been here since the beginning of um, our nation colonization yep so there there's a heaviness i don't have any answers um but i'm ready and i'll do anything to help solve this to, to be part of the solution and that's really all i can express at this moment in time ready to be complicit yeah. and thank you to our brothers and sisters who are out on the front lines who are getting arrested and their heads kicked in um just for peaceful protesting. So um, we're trying to be complicit in breaking this system and rooting out the white supremacy in the White House. Also, i got to say, when the Amish show up, you done fucked up. Yeah, when you showed that <laughs> yesterday morning, I was just like, what the fuck? I was like, Jebediah and his kinfolk rolled up. I was like, what the fuck is happening? You know? well, yeah, when the Amish and the Mennonites and Anonymous get involved, then... Oh, yeah. I'm just like, what bad. fucking uh, episode yeah. <laughs> of Mr. Robot is this shit? That's right. Is this a bonus episode? One. Okay. I saw the video like 20 minutes after it surfaced, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> did what you, the fuck? <laughs> did you see the retweet? I don't know who retweeted it, but I... <laughs> and I don't know if it's the real Anonymous, but it had the logo, and it said, you know, from Anonymous, stop sending us nudes. <laughs> 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 People are horny for Anonymous right now. It's okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, they're in the house. They might as well sext anonymous. Uh, so uh, let's jump into what uh, we're here for. If you, I, I hope we didn't put anybody off. Well, you know what? If we put you off by talking about racial um, inequality, then probably you shouldn't listen to the show in the first place. This is not the place for you. Yeah. Uh, but we're yeah, yeah. Uh, so get we're out while you can. <laughs> <laughs> right. Get out while you can. Uh, don't let the door hit you in the ass. Like, how did you fall into this one? All right. <laughs> you were lost. <laughs> you clicked the link. You need to get out. You know um, you like it. But we are going to talk about, we could change your mind. We're actually cool people and, you know, you know, broaden your mind. It's not too late to stop being uh, a Nazi. So we are going to talk about Breaking Bad. We have been, I have been begging, cajoling, uh, bullying, if you will, uh, <laughs> Andre over the course of the time that I've known him to watch Breaking Bad. He finally did um, after not being able to graduate in person in the middle of a pandemic and in the middle of uh, riots all over the place. Andre took the time 
to put his eyeballs on a screen and watch Breaking Bad. So we're really here for his take on it. We've never really covered Breaking Bad on this show. We didn't have the podcast around when Breaking Bad was airing. That's right. Um, but we are huge lovers of Breaking Bad. It's probably one of the best TV shows ever made. Uh, but that's my opinion. And we're here for what Andre thinks. So hit us with your hot takes, Mr. Michael Hayes. All right. Well, well, clarify, we're only talking about the first season. Yes, because I've, I've only got the, the first season under the right. belt. Um, I think because we rescheduled the podcast so much, I, I could have gotten season two. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a minute since we've been with y'all. <laughs> but it's fine. I'm going to remember as much as I can. Um, I think I'm in a, you know what? I'm in a, a weird place with the show, actually, um, because I've been thinking about... Um, on the base level, um, how I interact with the show in terms of like, I'm not necessarily, funnily enough, dying to know what happens next. Like, I think about when I started watching Game of Thrones, um, I would get home from class, get some dinner, and then clock six episodes. With, and I don't know if it's because of everything going on and like, you know, mental health and everything. Um, but I, I just like kind of did like one episode a day. I think that's that's all I could do in in the state of things, um, because the show really makes you think you're going to jail. Like you're watching it and you're just like, the FBI is gonna knock down my door at any second and they're gonna drag me out of here. Right. Um, it's not a great but, feeling to have right now. No, not a great feeling to have. Um, but what what makes me intrigued about how the way I feel about that is that it is a really fucking good show. <laughs> it's it's got amazing writing and amazing characters and it kept me engaged every single time um the first thing i noticed like right off the bat from the first episode is how subtle everything is the the subtle characterization of walter and the subtle writing of everyone around him kind of like ragging on him all the time but like as a family member does um and it's like i didn't think i would be interested in watching a white man <laughs> like have a midlife crisis and start selling drugs, but <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> it's surprising, isn't it? You're like a yeah. science teacher starts selling, starts making the best meth you can get your hands on. And I'm here for it. Yeah. 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 And I love, I loved, I mean like the cold open right off the bat immediately sucks you in. And I think it's really hard for pilots to kind of throw you into the story and not really tell you anything. And for you to jump on board really quickly. Mm. Like, that's the problem I had with um, when I first watched the pilot for American Gods. It's like everything is like thrown at you and you're like trying to keep up. Same thing with The Witcher. Same thing for me. But with this one, Breaking Bad does it superbly and like flawlessly. Yeah. And it was it was really interesting to see how we get to that point. I thought that the beginning of the first episode was going to be the end of the season. And then I realized it was the end of the first episode. And I'm like, oh, my God, what happens after that? <laughs> Um, but no, it's like, we, we kind of talked about it like a week or two ago, but like a lot of it feels like a, a play. Like there's, there's a lot of like time for the characters to just sit and talk. And I kind of love it. I really love it. Like every single line betrays something about the character and, and how they're feeling and how they think in this world. And there's also very little score which I am surprisingly like thrilled about because like, I don't know, there's just like a hollowness 
in in the the atmosphere of the show that fits so well with the tone of the story it's telling that the lack of a score i mean there's score here and there and there's some there's some um you know like songs and everything um but even then it's just like i don't know it feels like i'm watching a play um uh, especially that scene it was episode 3 or 4 with um Walter and Crazy 8 in that basement and they're just kind of talking about life but not in like a cheesy way they're just talking about like their experiences and i think the way the reason it's effective is that you're still kind of wondering if Walter's really going to kill this guy you know so there there's so much in there that i'm like chomping at the bit to to watch um and again i'm still surprised that the the show made me care about Walter. <laughs> um, what I'm really looking forward to is getting more insight into um, Jesse. Um, I feel like I want to know more about that character and how he ended up there. And we kind of got it in that episode where he like stayed at his parents' home and his brother had the joint and everything. But oh, I'm yeah. I'm really dying to know like there's just something fake about the character that there's there's a facade that he's putting on and i'm like really looking forward to know what what and why he does that for jesse's arc is very interesting yeah but going back to your original take you said you know this is not a big barnstormer for you don't you're not craving the next episode and i think you point out something that's very much the the hat trick of uh the show's creator vince gilligan and peter gould the creator is Vince Gilligan, but Goulden and Gilligan go hand in hand and putting the show together. And one of the things that I've noticed about the show in the beginning is like, I think we had just watched like the, um, I think we watched the, the pilot and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I clocked the next one. And, but by about the fourth episode, I realized that I was just hooked, but it happened very subtly and very slowly. It wasn't like mm-hmm. the crack feeling that you get with some shows where you're like oh my god did you see that pilot like I didn't walk away from the pilot going oh my god I knew it was different I was like am I watching Mad Men it was on AMC what am I watching I love Cranston I was there for Cranston really wanted to see what Mm -hmm. he does he has good instincts he had already had some hits under his belt outside of Malcolm in the Middle he wasn't just that sitcom guy we saw that he had serious levels and chops yeah so seeing him in this world in the New Mexico, you're like, has a show ever been set in in Albuquerque and they're li- literally filming there? So this put Albuquerque on the map. But it didn't hit me either. Like, yeah, I used to, to gobble Game of Thrones and gobble Mr. Robot and other shows that I've adored. But I felt this one like really was a slow burn. Yeah, it is. And then you find out as you slide into season two that you're hopelessly hooked. Yeah. And then by season three, you have a problem. In season <laughs> four, you feel like you could probably start your own meth lab. And by season five, you do feel like the walls are closing in and you're probably going to be arrested in any moment. And then, you know, you get you slide into Better Call Saul and then you feel like you probably could run a drug cartel after watching that one. Well, like season, season uh, I mean, like Better Call Saul, after you watched, you know, Breaking Bad... They take that subtlety to just another level. And it's mm. these characters, these these multi-layered characters that you just spend time just peeling away a layer. And it's just 
genius because you love everyone and you hate everyone and you have this empathy and everything. You feel everything towards everyone. And there's so much air around everything, too. I think that's the play aspect of it. It's it, yeah. Everything is – he lets it breathe. Yeah. They let it breathe. That's why they direct these episodes. They let things happen to the characters, and they give it space. So not a whole lot may go down in an episode, and you'll go, what am I – what did I watch that for? This really does happen in Better Call Saul. Yeah. But then the overall impact is, holy fuck. So when the big moment comes, you don't see it coming. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. no telegraphing. And you're like, what? It's such a rewatchable series, both of them, because you have to go back and go, wait a minute. They were dropping these breadcrumbs, and then here we are. It's yeah. beautiful. It's, it's very much, you know, um, like it's like real life. Not mm-hmm. in a, not in a sense like I mean it's still a story but yeah it reflects how how things can just subtly happen and then all of a sudden you're somewhere doing something. well I also think that the the strength of the writing is also being able to take what some could say like cliche devices and making it an inherent and organic part of the story especially like the drug cartel thing which we've seen a million times and like the cancer thing which we've also seen a million times and will will I get treatment and will I not but but I, I never once thought, oh, this has been overdone. Because it feels like I'm I'm watching real people grapple with the decision and not, you know, in a in a fake and shallow way. Yeah. yeah. And also because it's a multi-episode struggle. Like especially the cancer thing. Like it takes like two or three episodes for Walter to finally make the decision that he's gonna get treatment. And I be- because exactly the 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 writing lets the characters breathe and lets the story breathe in such a way that you're you're you really don't know what's coming because these these characters are operating on a level that is so very real that it's not necessarily predictable right. and it doesn't feel overdone. So I think that's that's the interesting thing about the show is that it's not interested in 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 plot heavy devices. It's more little plot things and that's like 10% of the the show and then 90% of it is how the characters react to it and deal with it. I think one of the most interesting way that they launch the protagonist's journey is because of socioeconomics. Um, Hmm. I found that to be the most relatable and most interesting and compelling thing is that Walter is a brilliant scientist. We get into that much more later, but he's, he's resolved to, he's resigned to live this life with you know his family in this small little community and he's going to be the science teacher right so it's basically like einstein's teaching your science class in a way and Mm -hmm. cancer is the last straw and he can't he's just fed up he's a man who's fed up and we can all relate to that being impinged in a corner you know and then you've got a, a a wife that i don't know i have i i love anna gunn she got a lot of shit she got a lot of hate, by the way, for playing Skylar, which I thought was completely unfair. Hmm. Um, because she does come off a little whingy and clingy sure. and that kind of thing. So I think the only if there's a flaw that I can point out is is maybe the 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 writing for Skylar, but she's also relatable. I think Skylar could exist very much in the real world. Yeah. I mean, the more I, the more like we we talk, the more I think about her because we talk about, oh, this character is the only one that bugs me. So I analyze this character, and that's exactly the the point is that 
this character could, you know, live in the world. She's very relatable. And right. when you think that she should do something and she doesn't, and you're like, oh, I wish she would have done this. It would have been a better story. You're like, that's, then that's, you know, that's your, it becomes like every other show. Yeah. Skylar's character is like, kind of like the uncanny, uncanny valley of characterization. And it happens with other characters, no matter what show, is that when they feel too real, people get really put off. Mm-hmm. They're like, I can't believe this this character is is like this and behaves that way. And you're just like, I mean, I never once for a second thought, oh, I don't think she would do this or say this in like this situation. Right. She behaves exactly like how anyone would behave if they find out their partner has cancer and they don't want to get treatment. Right. Especially with the baby on the way. Like, and this is the other thing is that I I thought right off the bat, after he got the cancer diagnosis, it's going to be a oh, Walter's doing this drug cartel thing because he realized how he's wasted his life and he wants more excitement in his life. And it's like not even that. No. It's literally just like, I don't want to leave my family in debt, I provide which makes it more layered and more effective than just like the guy wants to leave his family so he can live an exciting life before he dies. Like, I don't know. I noticed that right off the bat. I was just like, that That feels more, it resonates more and it's more organic and, and it's real. It's real, you know? I really like the I mean, point. like, I don't, I don't, I don't see a world where, where that, that would actually happen. It's just like, well, I need some excitement in my life. So instead of like buying a nice car, I'm going to sell drugs. I mean, yeah. maybe it's happened. I don't know. Yeah, his, But the his... fact that it wasn't just that. Yeah made it feel more real well walter's midlife crisis you know has you know terminal cancer involved and yeah instead of getting a sports car he's like you know what i'm just gonna fucking make meth why not um i like your point about and we've seen these could could be tropes in other series we've seen the guy dying of cancer doing desperate things we've seen all of these characters I, i love that point because that's exactly true i think uh gilligan took this him and Gould took this around town and it was rejected numerous times, upwards of about 50 times. They wanted to make it a CBS version, an ABC, you know, a network version of the show. And Gilligan goes, it doesn't work. I don't want to, that's been done. This is a different thing. And, you know, he had had quite a track record, but still, even with that track record, they weren't going to let him in. And what he does with these characters is exactly what you nailed, which is, he took something we've seen again and again and again, and he made it possible and real and believable, and we get hooked. I mean, Dean Norris is Hank Schrader. Yeah. That guy could be a big fucking caricature, but you believe him as this guy. There's the bravado, but, it, but he's also very good at what he does. He's built to be this lawman, mm-hmm. and Hank is flawed as fuck. Yeah. He's, st- he's not infallible. And he's not. he's also not what you... Just when you think he's going to go a certain direction, he he's not that guy. Um, and I also love um, Stephen Michael Casada as uh, Gomi, Stephen Gomez. They're just they're those two as scene partners, probably one of my favorites because you can see that Gomi goes well. Hank's probably a whole lot racist, but he's that lovable guy that I like. <laughs> he's that <laughs> asshole. He's my asshole. He's the asshole I know. Um, and, and there's a lot of positive things you can say about law enforcement in this. And there's also the abuse of power that you do see as well. Um, and the choices that people have to make to provide for their families. They, they explain or they demonstrate to you why people do what they do. Except for Tuco. No one can really understand who, what Tuco's deal is. 
Have you gotten to Tuco yet? Two, I don't. That's season I don't two. Think so. Yeah, when yeah. you get to Tuco, I'll be like, "What's happening? He's a Salamanca. <laughs> That's all you need to know. They crazy. All of them are crazy." Um. So continue on. <laughs> what are your other takes and thoughts? Because I just, I really wanted to watch it with you. I, I thought I had this kind of dream that we would sit there on one of those new platforms or Discord, and I would watch it and be like, <laughs> watching you watch it. You're like, I'm just going to let it. But that didn't happen. Um, so hit me. Anything else? Any other stuff? I don't know. I think, I mean, I just keep, I just keep thinking about the, the trope thing because it's just like, it just kind of like reaffirms my belief that like tropes are like kind of not a thing if you do them right. Right. You know, I've seen the best shows that handle the most overdone things and make it actually worth something and like make it watchable. Um, and I think the the biggest thing this show has going for it is what Ian said is it's infallible characters and it's nuanced and complicated characters. And it's why we love Game of Thrones. It's why we love Mr. Robots, because everyone in those shows aren't completely good and aren't completely bad um but there's i don't know there's i can't say i've i've quite i've watched anything quite like breaking bad like it's like it's very bravely i just keep going back to subtle like that's just the word that i keep going back to so i don't know i'm excited i'm excited to keep watching um and I know, like, uh, I mean, I know at the beginning I was like, eh, I'm not, like, dying to see the next episode. But that also doesn't mean, like, I think it's, like, amazing. You're not going to walk away um, from it and go, I saw season one. I know what it is. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I'm feeling about it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I, I'm excited to see and hear what you say about season two. I don't know if we want to come back and talk about it. You know me. I'm going to be like, I'm what? <laughs> What happened? <laughs> What'd you think about that? Um, and I'm also trying to like because the whole series blends together. Once you clock all of the seasons, yeah, I'm kind of mm-hmm. hard. I'm trying to figure out what happened in that first season. What? What? How did the first season end? What was the, what was in the finale? First season ended with um they had that they had that deal with um the one drug lord and they had to give him like it was like four pounds of meth or something. And he ended up beating up one of his own people for like talking for him or something. That's Tuco. That's Tuco. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was okay. doing the meth off the end of the, the blade. Yeah. 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 He kind of scared me. I was like, all right. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Salamanca. He's a Salamanca. That crazy <laughs> shit. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah. That's how it ended. And I love how they ramp you into what the title means, Breaking Bad. I mean, I didn't know what I didn't know what that phrase meant. Yeah. I had never seen it before. And I looked it up and I'm like, oh. And it's it's really my favorite one of my favorite things, character building, is I'm always fascinated with like building villains. And I love villains, if done right, are the most compelling characters because they come from usually a good place, an altruistic place. They're trying to do something right. They become mm-hmm. a victim and then they get pissed and then they turn and they become the worst person in the world. So White that's, rose. yes, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. She couldn't be with her dude. And so, you know, she built a machine and, and staged 9-11 and all kinds of shit. 
I think they were trying. Sam was trying to tell us that she started the Gulf War. I'm like, did Y Rose do all that shit? She was busy. <laughs> she could have built that machine with all that stuff out the way. Anyway, but we'll never know what happened to the machine because you know we're gonna do that it later. Just, it just crumbled. <laughs> we're and White Rose is in there, and it just crumbles. And that's you know shit. this this great villain. This I'm starting just, a petition to redo <laughs> Mr. I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, we are we are gonna do a re. <laughs> <laughs> you disappear into the alternate universe yeah uh did you say hello to grant chang while you were down there um he's wondering what happened too yeah they all are they were like, all standing like, at the rap party and rami's going what was that and sam's like oh uh, we are gonna do a mr robot um rewatch uh, sometime relatively soon when we all can make the time and talk about that finale with a little bit of distance and uh, see how we still feel. Uh, I still feel some type of way, but I think I need to go back and just clock it again and then see yeah. where I landed and see if I'm just as pissed as I was. Look at Ian's face. Ian's like, mm -mm. <laughs> mm -mm. He's like mm, I know how I it. feel. He got his heart broken. He's mad. He's still for mad. any new listeners who also watched Mr. Robot, we did an episode by episode for season four. Yes. If you want to go back into the archives and listen to that. Um, I think season yeah. three is also on there. Didn't we do season three on this particular podcast? I want to say we did. I don't even Not know. We've done a, we've done like 180 shows. I, I have no fucking idea what we've done in the past. Anyway, if it's in there, go find it. Uh, because we are <laughs> super fans. We're super fans, uh, but we are not fans of our own show and don't remember the shit we've done. Um, I blame drugs that I did in my 20s. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs, kids. It makes you forget shit. Well, maybe do drugs. Or you can, ha you can have it delivered to your door. You, you can. Want. If you're doing, you know, just weed. Herba, please sponsor us. <laughs> Brought to you by. Also, y'all don't, don't uh, tear down the med men. Don't burn down the med men. Oh, they were jacking the med men. They were last jacking night. the med men. I'm like, don't burn it down. I mean, unless you want to get the whole neighborhood on a contact high, which, hmm. anyway. Um, well, that's what gave them the time to do the, the Mac stores because someone hit the med men first. Oh. So the cops were trying to, like, they were all at the med men. And then they jacked the the Mac store. Then they got. Then they went to the Mac store. Tim Cook's gonna be fine. I'm not worried about Tim Cook. I'm not worried <laughs> about Target. Target's already said we're cool. Adidas is probably gonna survive this. I just MedMen just got started, y'all. They're a small ass business. <laughs> I know they still have a like a, a an investor page on their website. <laughs> right? They're like, oh fuck, shit. Looking for angel investors. Exactly. <laughs> um, Snoop, step up. He's got his own shit going, probably. That's true. He's probably got his own brand. He's got his own label. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, we, so we'll see how you feel about season two. And if you want to come back and talk about it, I feel like that's a good thing. And I love your takes. I think um, I, was, I was kind of half expecting. 50% of me was like, he's going to watch it and go, love you guys. This is awesome. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'm going to go watch something else. <laughs> and I would have been fine. I would have been fine with that. My prediction, though, I think going forward, now that just hearing his like initial takes on the first season, because it's the first season, you have to, you have to invest. It's like right. Penny Dreadful for me. You know, yeah, I had to invest. Sure. Once you get like into the next season, I swear to Christ, you are going to be like, okay, I'm not just going to watch one more. I'm going to fucking reel through this shit because it's crack. Yeah. It's fucking it. Game of Thrones. Why crack. did you, Why did you think I was going to hate it, Lisa? I don't know. Like, I what about me? I. <laughs> No, it's. I know you like smart shit, and I know that you like good story like me. You're a writer, you're a composer, you're a creative. I just, 
to your point, there's nothing like the show. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to go, if you like this show, you'll like Breaking Bad. There's nothing to do that with, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a very specific flavor and taste. It's the blowfish of TV shows. That's a really bad example. Um, no, it's true. It's, it's true. something that people either super love it. The majority of the people I've talked to super love it. And there's a whole small contingent of my friends who were like, I never got it. What the fuck? Boring as shit. Nothing happened. Um, but I don't know. I kind of was like, where is he going to fall on that? And not mm. all people who like Breaking Bad can sit through Better Call Saul. Right. A lot of people didn't have any patience for you it. Know. And I think Better Call Saul is equal to um, It's uh, just Breaking a continuation Bad. of it. Or a... Interesting. And seeing all the players from Breaking Bad show up, and now you're getting the origin stories of those people. Like, you meet Crazy 8 in Better Call Saul. Yeah. Mm. And because he tells that story about my fa- my family owns the furniture business, the baby furniture business. We mm-hmm. meet Crazy Eight when he's out on the street and we kind of get a very good idea of why he's out there or, you know, circumstances kind of thing. It's so crazy. Yeah. Eight. Um, <laughs> cool. So I want to leave you guys with this before we go. The show I've been, um, I just started clocking it. Um, I'm uh, wanting to consume um, more black show-run shows. Um, I'm like looking at our timeline on Instagram, and I'm like, I watch a lot of white shit. <laughs> I need to start <laughs> looking at what's... I mean, I, I watch stuff by black filmmakers all the time, and I'm not trying to get brownie points as a, as a whitey who watches black shit. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I'm just like, okay, now's the time to like look at some black excellence. So I started watching Queen, Sh- uh, Queen Sugar, on uh, what is that on Hulu? Um, and I'm 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 hooked. It's so well done. This is Ava DuVernay's creation. This cast, Rutina Wesley, uh, who was wasted in the last couple of seasons of True Blood uh, as Tara, she's she shines here. That cast is amazing. The writing is amazing. You believe it. It's just a gorgeous show. It's got so many relatable things into it. And just, I can't tell, say enough about Queen Sugar. I had, it had been on the list for a long time, and I finally sat down. I'm like, well, in the pandemic and the lockdown, I clocked Orphan Black. I just finished Orphan Black. I loved that show. But, um, yeah, Queen Sugar, that's where it's at. I'm really loving that. Also, I highly recommend Orphan Black if you like fun stuff. Tatiana Maslany, I mean, yeah, damn. Damn. She played, what, like 12 people on that show? Um, so those are my two recommendations. If you're looking for something to not take your mind off of, but to invest in that, that, you know, maybe you need something soothing for me, those two shows are soothing. And what I get out of Queen Sugar is there is the addressing of racial inequality and, um, our history and slavery and all that kind of stuff is addressed and not in a preachy way. They do it very beautifully in the show. As a matter of fact, Mm -hmm. this is Ava DuVernay. This is what she does. She tells you the facts without getting up on a soapbox. So uh, it, it, it scratches an itch right now, making me feel really good. And it's also just a good investing a show to get invested in with good characters. So those are my two recommendations. Let's get that website one more time for Black Lives. And then we're going to um, peace on out of here. One more time. And, and you can get all kinds of information there. Uh, and hit us up with links that you guys want to share 
uh, it's kind of hard. There's all these organizations all over the place, but I feel like just concentrating on one right now d- is helpful because if you hit people mm-hmm. with a bunch of links, they don't know where to go. Uh, and if this is is pointing in all directions for help, we need to yeah. we need to elevate that. So one more time, what's the link on that? It's blacklivesmatter.carrd.co. Co. Copy that. Guys, stay safe. If you're out there protesting, please, please, please take care of yourself. Uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I hope you're staying as safe as you can. It's hard to do that when somebody's stepping on your neck and hitting you in the head. Um, but yeah, uh, thinking about George Floyd's family this week, Breonna Taylor's family, Tamir Rice, Emmett Till, Michael Brown. The list could go on, but just we're going to try to do what we can, be complicit in the fight to break the system and rebuild it in our collective image. Um, you guys take care of yourself. Rest as best you can. Um, yeah, heal as best you can. And fight the good fight. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.